Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Oh, hey moviegoers. <laughs> I didn't hear you come in. You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with Sky. And Colin. And guess what? We're going we're going to space today. We are. Pack your bags. Pack your bags. Put on your space booties. Throw on your helmet. I can't wait to get me a piece of some space booty. <laughs> you saw the people during the uh, Area 51 raid. Did you see that? No, I didn't see it. Catch they, any of that. Literally, there was someone holding a sign outside of Area Fifty One that said "Clap Alien Cheeks," oh. and then and then the, and then the, and then the whole crowd just started going "Clap those cheeks, clap those cheeks." I'm like, these are the that's dope. They're raiding Area Fifty One right now. Yeah, what? So, it's the raid. Did anything happen of it? No. What were they doing? They were just outside. The partying? raid was li- yeah. The raid was literally just a bunch of people got together and just drank. It was like it was like literally like the That's guys exactly from King right. of the Hill standing outside the fence with beers. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God dang, we're going down. down. Shoot him in the head. <laughs> I think the day before though, a couple YouTubers actually like hopped the fence and got arrested. Nice. Yeah, I wish it was live streamed. Yeah, I wish more YouTubers would do that and get arrested so that YouTube can be a better place. <laughs> I'm not a fan. You're not a fan of what, YouTube? <laughs> Just in general, yeah, man. Because my son watches a lot of videos on YouTube. Not like these J-holes, but I could do with less people using YouTube. Well, that's being said, I opened us a YouTube account. <laughs> oh, did you really? No, I didn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we should get on that. Yeah, that's actually, we've been talking about that. We've been talking about that. But it, you know what? It took us long enough to get a website, todosmoviereviews.com, by the way. <laughs> so at this rate, we'll have a YouTube account in about three years. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Someone will already take the name and we're going to have to pay $1,000 for I think for my username. I haven't even vocalized this to you, so I'll do it now. I think a good time to do that might be around the duties and the Oscars. Oh, yeah. Do like a live stream thing for the Oscars and maybe do like some stuff for the the 2019 awards. Our duty awards. Our duties. Yeah. yeah. Man, I keep thinking about the duties because we're closing in. <laughs> we are closing. And now we're seeing better movies or we're getting more movies that seem to be catching some Oscar buzz. Like we got Uncut Gems coming out soon, which is already getting early talks of. Yeah. Some noms, and we've I, I had... I feel like every few weeks, too, I've been seeing something that I'm like, oh, man, that could push for top 10 or something. Like, I've been seeing more and more lately that I'm really high on, as opposed to, like, all yeah. of January and February. I was oh, like, dude. kill me! <laughs> <laughs> Please! <laughs> Orion's... <laughs> you know what I'm doing? I know you're doing. And I'm black, baby. <laughs> but... Yeah, we're we're talking about a lot of space today because today's episode, Brad Astra, Brad Astra, SAG Astra, 
Sag Clatra. What? Sad Claptrap. Oh, there you go. Borderlands, Borderlands 3. 3, baby. Let's go. Yeah, this is not our <laughs> video game podcast. We don't have that. Ad Astra. Talking Ad Astra. Yeah, I think this movie... I don't know. Were you excited for this? Oh, yeah. I, I was excited for it. Okay. It was top five for the... No. <laughs> yeah. I know how you are about, about your movies. I was I was excited for this, though. This was one I was looking forward to. Yeah. I like space. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So what we're going to do on this episode a little bit later is we're going to give our top five... Ready for this? Sci-fi movies related to space and or aliens, whether it be in outer space or on Earth, released within the last 10 years. Correct. Follow that, people. Yeah. Get <laughs> we're on not our, repeating it. Get on our level, swampies. No, basically, we're doing sci-fi movies, but they have to involve space or like alien contact right? in the last 10 years. Because we could do sci-fi, but then you get into stuff like... Ex Machina, which is a great movie. Right, but, but it has nothing it, to do with space, with space travel. Yes. And even if aliens are on Earth, they had to travel through space to get here, so we're kind of like counting that. But we're also not counting Star Wars movies or like Marvel movies because like Guardians of the Galaxy, stuff like that. That doesn't count. Like yeah. we want to keep it. I would say that. I mean, I guess, yeah, especially with Guardians, there is sci-fi, but it's more action. Yeah. Action I mean, comedy. Yeah, there's a I mean, pretty much any sci fi uh, exploration movie is action too. Except for you, Gravity, boring piece of shit. I like Gravity. I fucking hated that movie. So I guess that's a spoiler. You know that's not gonna be on my list. I knew it wasn't gonna be on your list already. Oh, because <laughs> I've talked about it before? Yeah. Yeah, I fucking hate that movie. I mean it's funny though, like Alfonso Caron is pretty good at s- space movies. <laughs> Well, space or sci-fi, because I mentioned Children of Men recently also, which Children of yeah. Men doesn't count based on those because right. there's no space, there's no aliens, so it can't yeah. do that. Like, technically, Mad Max is sci-fi, but nothing about Mad Max makes you think about, like, space! <laughs> the great unknown! <laughs> <laughs> Give me water! <laughs> yeah, so we're going to do that. No no uh, game this time. Let's let's do something different. Talking yeah. Talking space. Mixing it up a little bit. Yeah. Because it's good to spice things up. Yeah. Space, though, like getting back to how I was really excited for this movie, like space and sci-fi is probably my favorite genre. I know. We talk about it all the time. Like, it's just right up our alley. Yeah. So, you know, the trailers came out for this, and I was like, a space movie? With the same cinematographer from Inter- Interstellar? What? And Bradley Pitt? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was over the moon. Oh, hello. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. How you how have you been though? How have you been before we get too into the great beyond? Oh, okay. I've been good. I'm excited. I got a really busy week coming up for me. I got a wedding I'm going to this weekend. Okay. But before that I'm going to New York Comic Con, baby. Ooh. I'm actually really jealous. That's something that like I would really like to go to. Either New call York Comic Con. Call out of work on Thursday. I have a friend who's selling a ticket. Huh. <laughs> Keep it in mind. We'll talk yeah. more once the mics are off. Um, your yeah. boss listening in live. <laughs> he's listening in live. He's hacking through the mainframe. <laughs> <laughs> you have a mainframe here? Uh, well, I was going to say, speaking of sci-fi movies, someone has to be hacking through the mainframe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. The I've... flux capacitor. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I've been looking forward to this. This is, I think, my sixth year going. Really? Have you ever been so, to yeah. uh, San Francisco? No. San Diego? Is that what it is, San Diego? Yeah, but no, never. That's one, like... I would love to go there. That's where they have like the movie announcements and stuff. They don't really announce anything big at New York Comic Con. Can anyone go to that, or do you need to be like in the industry no, or something? Yeah, anyone, anyone can go. To that? go. Regular yeah. Jagoffs go. That's awesome. Because that's where the MCU thing was. Yeah. How crazy would that have been to be at? That'd be awesome. Ugh. See, like I would love to go Ugh. to that. I, I was thinking like 
E3, like that's like for video games. Yeah. But that's only you can only go to that if you're in the video game industry. I think this really? year was yeah, I think this was year was the first year that they actually opened up a limited amount of like tickets for like regular people. Huh. But normally you have to be like somewhat in like the video game industry, either like working actually, at a GameStop or, or, or like <laughs> yeah, working at a GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> but or you know, like even if you're just like a YouTuber but you review video games, something like that. Like Yeah. So we gotta get on that wave. Oh, I'm I'm interested to ask you this. How many movies have you seen so far this year? What's your number at? I'm at we one, haven't checked in with each other for no, a while. No, we haven't. Uh, I'm at 118. Oh, dude, smoking you still. What do you at? I don't think you'll ever catch me. Probably not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat your ass this year. Oh, no. <laughs> and then I'm going to win this competition. Okay, what do you I'm, at? I'm at 124. Okay. And then as soon as I leave here, I'm going to watch 125 when I get home. And I'm seeing Abominable on the day that this episode drops on Wednesday. Oh, you're going to go see that? Yeah, I'm taking Logan. Let me know how it is. I think I'm going to go see, I'm going to try to see Rambo tomorrow. I don't know if that's going to be our next episode. We're, okay. we're kicking around a few movies. Yeah. There's one I really want to do. Okay. But I think we're probably going to end up doing Rambo. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about villains, right? <clears throat> I really want to do a villains episode. I got it's not playing anywhere near us, and it's a far trip for me to go. See yeah, it. me and me and Ryan made the drive up to Poughkeepsie. Yeah, to see that's it. like an hour from my house. I'm not doing. That. I think it's playing in Fishkill now. That's still not better. <laughs> They're like, this is the town over from Poughkeepsie. What about Alamo? Yonkers? <laughs> you kidding me? But at I, least at least you're going into a nice theater. Yeah, that's true. Maybe that might be a good date night. With Megan. Although Megan, she's like, can we go on a date that doesn't involve your podcast? Because I'm always like, she's like, all right, what should we do? I'm like, let's go to the movies. She's like, you go to the movies all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I have to beat Colin. (laughs) You're way ahead of me, though. Yeah, well, I almost want to let you in at this point. So out of just the last 10 movies, guess how many I gave Fs to? Seven. Six. You're close, though. Yeah. But six. Yeah. Because I know some of the movies you watched. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if uh, I don't know if I should be saying this or not, but uh, how how what did you think of that one movie? You know the one. That yeah, I'm talking about. we uh, we were reached out to and asked to watch a movie and then write a short review for them. This is, it was actually the producer of the movie. The producer reached out to us. They asked us to do a review, and then they were like, "Oh, you know, you you submit it, then we'll put like your put like a little blurb in there. That way, they can post it, whatever." Yeah. And uh, I'm all about it because, you know what? We're not reached out to by a lot of quote-unquote real movie producers. (laughs) But this movie, uh, we won't say its name. We won't say anything to give it away where you can find it. We're just going to say it's not very good. (laughs) (laughs) It's not very good at all. (laughs) Did not enjoy it. I wanted to. Really wanted to. I, I wanted to be honest in my critique. That's the problem is like... I don't know if we should even do a review. Well, they don't want a full review. I'm thinking send them something like totally ambiguous. Like something that you could you could take it either way. <laughs> yeah, where it doesn't tell you anything about how good or bad the movie is or what's happening in the movie. It's just like, this movie has a director and people are starring in it. Dialogue is in there too. <laughs> <laughs> there's one line, I, I won't even say what it is, but there's one line that I was rolling is it every line (laughs) i will say that that it is humorous i think it had to have been going for camp 
Had to have. 100%. No, it definitely was. Yeah. It's also a sequel, which I didn't know. Yeah. All right, now we're actually are giving away a lot of details. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we could stop. No, it's okay. But the, you know what's interesting? This is coming hot off of the heels of us getting to go to that screening. Yeah, that is cool. Yeah. So we're getting a lot more... Uh, we're getting a lot more inside the business, so Hollywood, look out. Two dudes are coming for you. There's two dudes, and they're coming for you. Yeah, man. We're kind of a big deal, if you think about it. And if you've been listening to us from the beginning, you should brag to everybody about that. Because when we're famous, and you're like, I've been listening to them since day one, everyone's going to be like, you're fucking cool. <laughs> Where did you park your Jetta? I own a Jetta. <laughs> Sorry, it's my go-to douche car. No. I love my car. <laughs> no, you're, you're nice. You it's know. got plenty of room in the trunk for Monster Energy drinks. <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> I got like a 14-pack. What? Yeah, the, your Red Bull, the, they make the... 14-packs? I mean, Monster Energy, yeah, they make a 14-pack. <sighs> That's not true. I made that up. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. There's a, there's a dozen, there's a baker's dozen, and then there's a Kyle's dozen. <laughs> it's 14. 14. <laughs> well, yeah. No, it, it is really cool because now it's not just about us. Well, it is, but it's not. Right. Because now there's other people involved. It's it's actually nice when other people are reaching out and we get to do some cool stuff like that. Yeah. And we like when the regular Swampies reach out. You don't have to be connected to the movie business. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just cool because me and you have been talking about doing this podcast for like two years before we even started it. Like, yeah, it was probably. always like a thing like, you want to do this? We're like, yeah, it'd be fucking awesome. And then we didn't do it. Because we're like, losers. But, but <laughs> like, there was even like for a while, I was like, maybe I'll just do my own YouTube channel by myself. Yeah. And then like, I didn't do that. And then like, so I'm glad that now we're doing it. And now we're actually picking it, up traction because we've been wanting band, to do it for a while. It took our band breaking up to make it happen. Yeah, we're like, okay, now there's no music. Want to do a podcast? We're like, oh yeah, okay. That's honestly that for me, that's exactly what it is. Because you know, I have a small child at home. Mm-hmm. I can't be like, all right, well, one day a week I'm having band practice, and then the other another day a week I'm doing a podcast, yeah. and then the other nights I have to go to the movies. Yeah, and be like, okay, well, I guess I'm not a dad anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted to be a deadbeat dad, but unfortunately, I really like my son, and uh, I guess I got to be there for him. You posted something on Logan the other day that I really liked. I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, it was either him beating me oh, up. Oh, his or... Halloween toys. Oh, yeah, because <laughs> we're at home, and uh, I've been do- I've been flipping the action figures and stuff, so I've been hunting every once in a while. I'm going hunting. <laughs> For these uh, like various figures that aren't really dropping in like every store nationwide. So I'm all like, all right, let's go to the store. That's something to do. And the whole time he's like, I want Halloween toys. I want Halloween toys. I'm like, okay. Like in my head, I'm kind of like, what are Halloween toys anyways? <laughs> it's like Halloween. It's like pretty much like decorations and costumes. Yeah. So I don't really think about like Halloween toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I go and we're, we're in the store in the Halloween section and he finds this little bag thing, and he's like, I want that. And I'm like, what, this? And I thought he was talking about like this this skull, this plastic skull. And he's like, no, that. It's this bag of just four little items. It's a, a severed ear, bloody, a loose eye, bloody, <laughs> and two chopped off fingers. And I'm like, really, you want this? And they're not like cartoony, like kid stuff. Like it looks like. Yeah real Halloween stuff. And I'm like, you really like this? He's like, yeah, I like this. And I'm like, cool, you're going to be a serial killer. Uh, <laughs> you're a fucking loon. 
I saw your like Instagram post of it though. I laughed. Yeah. Oh, he was he's loving. He's still still loving them. He's playing with them earlier today. I just won't play with that. Um, I don't know, man. He's, <laughs> <laughs> he does all sorts of stuff. I I put the eye on my eye, and he like rips it out. Oh, like, okay. He pulls my eye out, and I put the ear on my ear, and he pulls my ear off and stuff <laughs> like that. Okay. I was waving at him with the two extra fingers, so I had seven fingers on one hand. That mm-hmm. was cool. I'm a pretty cool dad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's been that's been my week. Severed body parts and watching every fucking stinking ass movie that came out this year. Damn. Yeah, brutal. I got a good movie to go home to. I'm really excited for you to watch that movie. Yeah. Dragged Across Concrete. Yeah. I'm excited. There's one part, man. Just text me. I, I, know, will. I, know, I know you're going to be like, fuck. All about it? I don't know if you'll be all about it, You'll but you'll be like, fuck <laughs> if, it, if, it, if i go fuck i'll probably be all about it all right you know what i'm a little bit off why don't why don't you tell us where we're going today why don't you this is a lot of pressure yeah I don't I'll, but i'll tell you tell you what first. we're doing today what are we what are we doing what's happening first, right now i'm putting down the ramp right okay and we're fucking we're walking up the ramp and i'm bringing you right to my cockpit yeah buddy right to the fucking cockpit oh boy yeah. i've been dying for this moment yeah and right next to you it's fucking chewy. Ooh. And he's... And, he's, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then we're going to fucking ramp down that throttle. Okay. Push all of the flux capacitors. All right. I think we're mixing. Maybe we're going to we're gonna cross-reference the owner's manual. Yeah. Because we might not know how to drive the Millennium Falcon. We're going to hack into the mainframe. Hacking into the mainframe. <laughs> <laughs> going, shifting the NAS bro into ultra hyperdrive. <laughs> Light speed. <laughs> Light speed. <laughs> and we're going all the way to the trailer park. Is that okay? That was great. All right. That cool. was fun. We've never, we've never roll reversed like this. It's kind of sexy. <laughs> I love role playing. <laughs> it was a good role play. Yeah. But now, since you did the ramp up, that leads me to ask you, Colin, what are we talking about in the trailer park this week? We're talking Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, fuck. Yeah, we've already done this in a trailer park, but a second yes. trailer dropped, and we're pretty pumped for this movie. Yes. And we could not find another trailer for anything space-related. Yeah, we were like, should we do Gemini Man? Should we do Underwater? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's a trailer for Underwater yet. No, there is. I saw it uh, when I went and saw Villains the other night. Well, you know what? That's the trailer we can do when we do our Star Wars episode. There you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> we need to save something for then. But yeah, the first trailer we did of, of this new Star Wars movie was actually the teaser. So this does give us a little bit more, I think, right? Yeah, I guess so. It's both trailers do feel a little bit like a teaser. Okay, I mean it makes sense because really, what can you tell about? It's, it's the last movie of the Star Wars saga, or the well, Skywalker saga. Yeah, that. I mean, honestly, that's what it looks like. A lot of this trailer is just going off of is like for the first minute they're just showing you clips from old Star Wars movies. Yeah, at first you might be like, this is just a fan made. Yeah, that's kind of actually what I thought the first time I saw it. And then I was like, oh, shit. And then they actually give you some some, some, some juice. Yes, yeah, so they give you some some nice nectar. Oh, <laughs> don't ever say that again, please. No, I'm going to say it a lot now. Ooh, nectar. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm really excited for it. We've already talked about it. We might just want to get into this unless there's anything you really want to say. Nah, man, I think I'm me. more excited than you are. 
Yes. Like, without a doubt. I will say, though, I am more excited for this movie than I was Last Jedi. Why is that? Because I just want to see how this whole thing ends. That promise of a finale is exciting for me. I feel like there's more intrigue with this movie, but that might not be accurate. I can't really think back to how I was feeling before episode eight came out, but it just seems like the way that episode eight kind of just like did nothing almost and just kind of left you in this weird place. I think more people might be intrigued because now it's like, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. Like they really left it off at a place where like, Kylo Ren has killed Snoke. Like, all these characters that you thought were going to be important are nothing. Like, Ray's parents apparently are nothing. Yeah, like, ev- literally Luke's everybody dead. got, you know, Snoke got killed. So now it's kind of like, I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. And J.J. Abrams is kind of almost doing a course correction. <laughs> Which is funny because he did the first one, and Ryan Johnson came in and butt-fucked everything. Yeah, I, I don't know of. why Why wouldn't J.J. Abrams just do all three? I don't really know. Yeah, it's weird. He's like, I don't, I don't like money. <laughs> <laughs> He was just tired of doing space movies. He had just done all the Star Trek movies. Well, he should have thought about that before he signed on to do Star Wars. Yeah, he, <laughs> he was like, come on, I want to do more Cloverfield shit. Fucking goons. But maybe, you know what, let's just watch this trailer. All right, let's get into it. Ooh. This is a weird way to start a trailer. Yeah, it just starts with all the old clips. The one thing I will say, the Star Wars music gets you hyped like no other score. I know. It's yeah. one of the greatest scores in movie history. We're going to come back to one of the scenes that we just saw when we do our actual review tonight. Okay. Yeah. We've passed on all we know. Man, and no matter what anybody says about Phantom Menace, Darth Maul's so fucking cool. Oh, Darth Maul's awesome. It was cool. That was one thing that was cool about Solo that they kind of, yeah, the only cool thing about Solo. <laughs> yeah. No, Lando was cool. Okay, this yeah. Is your fight. There we go. Now we're starting to get some. Actually, no, we haven't even gotten. Yeah, this we're is about the last to get new Jedi. Stuff. Yeah. That's one of the best scenes in the Last Jedi. Like cinema, like the cinematic. Yeah. I'm blank on the word. The cinematography in that scene is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> this looks awesome, though. That city. Yeah. Oh. Ooh, that's a fleet. That's a fleet right there. It looks so sick. Here we go. We're fighting on a ship. We got the climax of Aquaman. <laughs> practical design for a lightsaber. It. Yeah, I don't get it. I think really the thing people are focusing on is it's red. Oh, well, obviously, yeah. But I'm like looking at the design of the sword and I'm like, it's kind of cool. It's also kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of like Thanos's sword in Endgame has the blades facing opposite directions. So it's like yeah. literally like has no purpose, no practical use. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so what do you think? What do you think they're teasing us with? I, I have no idea. What about this? Bring it. Ben Swolo is a Skywalker. Yeah. What if he's the one who rises? What oh. if this whole thing ends and the bad guys won? That'd be sick, right? Really sick. I mean, and they just destroy the universe. 
I don't even know if it has to be necessarily the bad guys, but what if like Ray and Kylo flip in some way? I wouldn't uh, be a, I a double turn. Yeah, so wouldn't, wouldn't be opposed to that. Term. I think one of the main things that they might be trying to achieve, and I could be completely wrong with this, is just me saying this, but they're planning on doing movies not related to the Skywalkers after this. Yeah, they might be doing a lot of just like let's set up the like the galaxy as mm. we want it maybe they like they're setting up the way that kylo ren comes to power or something like that i don't know if that's necessarily it but i think the direction they're going into is to set up the galaxy in the way they want it to tell the stories they want to tell could be i don't know how i would feel about that because you don't want your end to be like a like an age of ultron you know what i mean Where like that movie do, does more things to set up future things happening in the mcu than it does to actually create a concise and you know well-rounded story on its own i think there's going to be closure in this for sure i would hope so but I, it just seems like i mean especially at the end of episode eight when there's like the broom boy that like lifts the broom like i yeah. think they're setting up like there might be more Jedi and stuff like, like I feel like they're planting seeds for the movies they want to do later. Yeah. I, I mean, I could be completely wrong. Probably am. Who knows? Cause another thing is if these movies are quote, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. What if the new movies are present time in that galaxy? That'd be really cool. Cause these are, this, this is their past. This is all history. So these movies are essentially told in the past tense. This is all stuff that has happened yeah, in, in their world. I've never even thought about that. Yeah. So what if this... All right, so here's the end of the movie, right? The last scene happens, or what you think is the last scene happens, and then a book closes. Okay. And it's actually just Will Smith on a boat telling his kids a story. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, the book closes, and it's actually Spock. Oh, <laughs> Captain's Log. <laughs> He's not the captain, but you get it. How how pissed would people be, though, if, it, like, if Star it was, Wars was just a tale in the Star Trek universe? <laughs> that would be incredible. No. All right. So this is what happens. It, it ends, right? And then cut to black, and then all of a sudden, beam of light in the middle of the screen just slowly starts like opening, like your, like your POV from somebody waking up, and then... Eyes open, bright light, the whole screen turns white. What's going on? And then stuff starts to come into the picture. The entire Star Wars universe, this whole saga, this whole story, was what Frodo was dreaming at the end of Return of the King. <laughs> and then the end of this last Star Wars movie is just the scene where everybody's coming in and they're like, yeah, and they're giving hugs and stuff. That is the ending I want. You want that ending? Yeah, that'd be amazing you might be the only one <laughs> all of star wars was just some fucked up hobbit dream, dream. <laughs> i really like that lando's coming back in this one they had set that up in the last trailer yeah the one thing that looks consistent throughout the whole trailer with the new footage the cinematography looks on point on this yeah i love all these shots of the ships especially the one with the star destroyer that looks sick this new i don't know what this is planet or whatever but that's really colorful there's like yellow smoke and stuff love that might all be that. tatooine That'd be really cool. Because look, it has the terrain of it. That looks like where they raced the pod racers in Phantom Menace. Like the 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 rocks, like the mountains and stuff like that. That mm -hmm. looks like where they were weaving through. Not necessarily that that's the exact place. I'm just saying the terrain is very similar to any of the times in the Star Wars galaxy they've been on Tatooine. Yeah. It'd be cool if they came back because I think a lot of people, when they released the trailer for 7, people thought Jakku was going to be Tatooine. Right. And it wasn't. Right. 
Also, uh, literally, I saw a guy driving on the highway with the license plate Jack Who. Oh. And I don't know if it was a coincidence or whatever, but I, I said to Brianna, I was like, Jack Who, that's kind of weird. And then she was like, what's that? And I was like, Sand Planet in the Star Wars universe, home planet of Ray. Her family left over there. Yeah, no and big deal. Like, NBD. <laughs> it's a junker planet. Yeah, junker planet. <laughs> Millennium Falcon was kept on there after uh, Han Solo lost it. Um, anyway, I got to yeah. get off this exit. Yeah. <laughs> <It was> <laughs> <sad>. <laughs> But yeah, no, the cinematography looks awesome. And that was one thing I really liked in The Last Jedi. It was uh, like the one thing that I, I always say, I'm like, man, there's some really beautiful shots in that movie. Yeah. But yeah. They don't, they still, they don't give you a lot in this. You don't really know much. Again, oh, you get no story. You just get clips of stuff happening. Not, I wouldn't even call it action. Some of it is literally just people standing there. Yeah. I guess like the money shot. Cause the, you know what? Like the last trailer, they ended it with the sound of uh, Palpatine. Yeah, and this one that ends with Darth with, Vader. It will like Ray swinging that well, yeah, lightsaber, yeah. you know. So well, the Darth Vader breathing, yeah, long moment of black, and then her with her ridiculous lightsaber. That shot looks really cool when there's like two lightsabers across her head. Yeah, I think when the lightsaber sw- flings around like a fucking nunchuck or whatever, I, I, I'm like, it's kind of oh, ridiculous. <laughs> that would be cool if they were nunchuck sabers. Yeah, that that would be. I mean, come on, it was funny. Yeah off before we were recording your like it's like a switchblade and i was like all lightsabers are switchblades <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know what is it any more stupid than kylo ren's i hate kylo's what's the point of the side sabers i don't know if there is a point it just looks stupid you think it looks stupid it. yeah i feel like that makes it easier for you to cut your own fingers off or your own hand off maybe dumb i like uh they've like talked about like uh i mean this is real nerd speak but like even like the way the beams are for the lightsabers like his is all like flared out and shit right like th- there's like a reasoning be- behind yeah, that. it has to do with like uh they call it kyber crystal in it yeah it, yeah i don't know too much about this this would be a good not like it fucking matters because <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. they never go into any of that in the movies this is all stuff from like the novels and whatnot which yeah. i've never read yeah I just read like synopsis on the web online and people are like, well, it actually means. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, Steve. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, though. I mean, again, they're not giving you much with these trailers. I yeah. I have a feeling this might be the last trailer. You think you're, we're going to get another one before it comes out? Mm, comes out in yeah. two months? No, I, th- I definitely one, think so. One more? I think they might even do a thing where how like Endgame. Once the movie came out, like two weeks later, they released a last trailer, but that showed a little bit more of like what was happening. Like, I feel like once this gets to a time of having like TV spots, there is going to be a little bit more story in those. Yeah. So this is one of those occasions. I know like with Endgame, it was something where you got to get out to the theater right away because you don't want that shit spoiled for you. Star Wars is the same way. You got to get out like opening weekend. Otherwise, stuff's going to get spoiled for you and you're going to be upset. Opening weekend. Shout out to Tony. There you go. I've I've watched uh, some of the videos. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I just saw him the other day too. I just didn't see anything that was coming out opening weekend. Oh. So I was like a week behind on seeing <laughs> Rambo. <laughs> you got anything else on this? Nah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I got. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think you said it best. It's like, what the fuck are they gonna do? Like, where where do you go after Last Jedi? I kind of want to rewatch Last Jedi, but I also don't want to. The reason why I say there's more intrigue, I mean, I said it already, but I feel like you just don't know where they're going to go. And I feel like you had a little bit of that with Seven, but I think J.J. Abrams had set up enough where there was things that people wanted to see. 
Yeah. And then you didn't see it, and that's why people were so pissed off. Well, they they planted seeds, and then Ryan Johnson came and went, is that a fucking seed in the ground? And just took a rake to it and was like, get that out of here, and gave it no water. Yeah. Like, what a fucking scumbag. <laughs> but Knives Out seems cool. Yeah, Knives Out. That was last cool. trailer park. He, uh, I'm not necessarily opposed to that. Like, for me, the things that I don't like about The Last Jedi really aren't those things. There's like, like I hate the casino sequence in it. Yeah. It's, it's such pointless. a waste of time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I don't like that. Almost that entire movie is just them floating through space, getting shot at for two hours by a Star Destroyer. Like, why the fuck didn't their ship blow up? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But yeah. You want to get out of here? Yeah, let's get the fuck out of here. I stepped in a big pile of Sith. So we, we said it before. I mean, I was pretty pretty excited for this movie. I don't know if you were excited at all. I think I was. Did we do this on a trailer park, or did we just happen to see the trailer for it? No, we we uh, we never did a trailer park on this. Okay. Yeah, I was just excited because, I mean, it seems like every year since, like, 2012, there's been a space movie, like a space exploration movie specifically. Yeah, we're getting a lot late, a lot of them lately. I don't even... I mean, there has been a lot of space exploration movies, but there's also just been a lot of good space themed sci-fi movies and stuff too yeah i mean like alien related movies are just they're always out there Mm -hmm. but for for some reason like with the exception of like apollo 13 which was what like 95 ish yeah it's like mid 90s there weren't a lot of movies about just exploring space as opposed to it being like like your independence days or alien you know saga there's Apollo 13, then there wasn't anything for a while. Maybe like Armageddon was maybe the next thing, which is like 99. But all of a sudden, you get like Gravity, Interstellar, The Martian, First Man. These are all like a year apart from each other, just one after another. Do you think like the advancements in CGI and stuff make that more likely? Like, a, Yeah, probably. Because like, like they can do it better now, so they want to. Maybe that. Or you know what, like... And I don't know if this is really like a thing, but it just seems like now like more sci-fi movies and stuff like that or more space movies, they're a lot more like philosophical in ways. Yeah. And I don't know if it was this way, but it just seems like that is more, I don't know, mainstream is the word, but it's just more like accepted now where it's people like to go to movies and think. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I feel like the box office would tell me better about that because I don't know how movie well lo- these lovers movies- like to go to movies and think. Right, because that's the thing is like these movies, and it's funny because like out of all those movies I just mentioned, like pretty much all of them were Oscar nominated. Yeah, a lot of them are. Like Interstellar was right, mm-hmm. and I know Gravity was. Didn't Gravity win Best Picture that year? I think it did. Yeah, and The Martian won an Oscar for like Best Comedy, which makes no fucking sense. Uh, First Man, <laughs> First Man won for something. What do they win for? First Man won visuals. Oh, okay, so nothing, but still like. These are all like Oscar winning movies. Arrival was nominated for Best Picture. Oh, okay. So there you go. So, like, but that one's not really space exploration. But yes, like, it is a smart sci fi movie. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, there must be like a yearning for it. I think what it is, too, is in this age, you can Google so much and you can fact check so much, whereas back in the day, you couldn't. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess you could if you read a book, but who reads books? (laughs) Am I right, America? So, I think that. Right, Swampies? We don't read. So uh, I think maybe now there's more of a need to try and 
be smart and not talk down to your audience. Don't dumb it down for the audience. If you talk to them on a level of like a higher intelligence that maybe like people people yearn to reach to that level as opposed to being talked to like they're idiots. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think of like, and granted, some of them I love, but like even like, you know, Independence Day back in the day and stuff like that. Like, welcome to Earth. Yeah, Earth <laughs> movies that were like groundbreaking at the time with their CGI and like visuals and stuff yeah. like that. That were space movies. Like they were kind of like you got what you got. Yeah, you didn't really think much. I mean, like you're mentioning they were action movies. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that because that too. Like Armageddon's like it's not really like sci-fi. It's just an action movie that happens to take place in space. Yeah, and now I feel like you're getting a lot more stuff where it's like you actually have to think about. It. Like even like Prometheus, I feel like you had to think about it a little bit. Oh yeah. And that was like technically like supposed to be in like the alien franchise, even though you didn't want it to be. No, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's the studio. Yeah, that's the studios for you. Who who I know nothing going into this movie. All I knew was Brad Pitt and Tommy Lee Jones and yeah. outer space. You know what's funny? Like there's movies that I've seen recently where I've gone in and have only watched the trailer once or not at all. This I only watched the trailer once. Same. And when I got into the theater, I was like Brad Pitt in space. I'm there, but I really don't even remember what the plot of this movie is about. So like I went in yeah. really blind. Villains the same thing. I never even watched the villains trailer. I listened to it. My brother was watching it. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. And and I really like that. And then Rambo, if I see Rambo tomorrow, uh I, I never watched the Rambo trailer. Oh nice. Yeah. So I didn't really know much about it. But James Gray is the director on this movie. Okay. Um, he's actually the director and writer. And I feel like if you've seen his movies, you kinda know what you're gonna get. Usually his movies are critically praised and a lot of the mainstream audience does not like his movies. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Almost all of his movies are rotten based on an audience score. Wow. The only one, no, I shouldn't say the only one, the highest rated one is Little Odessa, which has a 70%. And then the mm. next highest, I think, is a 60. That's by audience? Yeah. And then everything else is rotten. So, like, he really is more, like, of an artsy director that wants to, like, make stuff that's more, that has more craft behind it. Got you. And but maybe not as much mainstream appeal. Yeah, definitely not as much mainstream appeal. What what else has he done? The Lost City of Z was his last movie that came out Don't know two it. years ago or 2016, I think. Um, the Immigrant, Two Lovers, We Own the Night. He's not like really the most like well known. Well, yeah, I've none of these movies ringing a bell. Yeah, never even heard of them. <laughs> so there you go. And the cast is pretty modest, I would say. Like, I'm modest in size, because it's really right. only like, really a few characters. I was going through it. Like, I have Liv Tyler on here. Yeah. She's in like three scenes, and she's yeah. barely in it. It's ironic because she was in Armageddon, and <laughs> the song, the big song from that is "I Don't Want to Miss a Thing." Yeah, and in this movie, she missed everything. everything. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> with, with, with his life, we'll get into that. Yeah, Donald Sutherland, he plays Tom Pruitt, and then your two main actors. Really, it's just one, but Tommy Lee Jones plays Brad Pitt's uh, dad in the movie. Yep. Clifford McBride. And dad then, Astra. Dad Astra. And then, yeah, Brad Pitt plays Roy McBride, who's your main character. Brad Astra. Brad Astra. Brad exactly. Astra. Meet Dad Astra. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Josh Gad was in it. Oh, that'd be awesome. Be Gad Astra. I got it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be Rad Astra. <laughs> <laughs> I told you earlier, I'm like, Rad Astra, me. Not Rad Astra, geez. <laughs> Ad Astra means uh, like to the stars or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I th I don't really know where to start with this, but I'll just say this because I think this is one of the first things you'll notice about it. Uh, the cinematography on this movie is amazing. Yeah, it's really good. Really nice looking movie. I, I had mentioned, so Hoyt Van Hodima, 
think that's how you pronounce his last name. All but right. he is the cinematographer on Interstellar. Or he was, yeah. Got you. And then he also did Dunkirk. I don't know if you've... Have you seen Dunkirk yet? No. No? But yeah, he did Dunkirk, which you know was very beautiful. And then movie we both really like that you probably wouldn't be like holy shit, the cinematography, in, but we both really like it, so I'm going to mention it. He did, he was the cinematographer on her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that movie is beautiful, too, yeah. in the way that it's shot. Mm-hmm. It's very different because it's a lot more, like, brought in. Yeah. It's not, you know, it's not in space, so you don't have, like, as many, like, these giant wide shots and stuff like that. But, I mean, I love that movie, so. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything bad about it. That's cool, though. It doesn't need to That's be good to epic, know. though. It'd be, like, really, like, you yeah. can be very effective in your cinematography with not showing like epic scenes. Like right. the feeling that you get from the scenes in and of itself is a cinematographer's job. Yeah, exactly. But I love the cinematography on this movie. It makes sense if you've seen an interstellar, like that's in yeah. your back pocket. Okay, cool. It's gonna, <laughs> like, it's gonna be it's gonna be all right. Yeah. But there's a few scenes that I was like, wow, this looks amazing. I'm trying to like name a couple. There's a few scenes that I want to get into more specifically, but there's one that looks like it's just straight up Kubrick, the 2001 Space Odyssey scene where with the red room. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yep, okay. There's the, that's a Space Odyssey right there. Yeah, that's pretty dope. You're talking about when he's on Mars, right? The, there and then he's like walking through like there's like a, it was in the, the trailer, hall, the, the hallway. hallway. Yeah, yeah, and, and it the goes lights black. are slowly turning off. Yeah, like, yeah, that was really awesome. Mm-hmm. There's one chase scene on mars it's amazing i mean no it's on the moon on the moon moon. yeah Yeah. it's amazing i really liked even like the opening setup with like the the what they call it the international space antenna is what it is yeah yeah that all looked really cool honestly that's probably gonna be the standout for a lot of people even if you don't like the movie you're probably gonna go and you're gonna be like wow it looked really awesome for sure something i noticed and for some reason this is gonna be like my fourth time bringing her up for somebody who's barely in this movie i feel really bad for Liv tyler because not only is she not in this movie for a long time, or at all really, but she keeps falling in love with astronauts. It's got to be really hard for her. She has a type, though. <laughs> she does have a type, I guess. Yeah, because from Ben Affleck to Brad Pitt. Yeah, she's she's really not in this movie. It's funny because... Like, Nobody's really in this movie. It's really Br- Brad Pitt one-man show. Yeah. And then every other actor just pops in and out for like short segments yeah i think donald sutherland is probably in it the most and he's only really in it the first act yeah you know? almost not even the entire first act yeah but you know talking about brad pitt he's i think he's really good in this oh yeah i think early in his career he got pegged as like a pretty boy yeah but also he's a great actor yeah, no. Like he's I, a really good actor. I think if Brad Pitt is nominated for anything this year, it's going to be supporting actor for Hollywood. Yeah. But well earned. Yeah, well, well earned. Like, I don't think, because uh, someone asked me, like, do you think he'd be nominated for an Oscar for this? And I was like, no, I don't. But I do think that Brad Pitt will be nominated for this. And I was like, and honestly, like, it's really not so much a knock on this. I just think Hollywood's really good. Yeah. But like, and this is just a different type of performance. Oh, yeah, very much so. Because this is, like, super reserved. Yeah, I was going to say, this is almost the exact opposite. Or not the exact opposite of the character, because it's not like this character's not likable. It's just he's very quiet. You know almost nothing about his backstory or anything like yeah. that. You find it out sort of throughout the movie. Yeah, gradually. Mostly through, like, those psych exam things he has to do at the end of every yeah. trip. But honestly, like, really what you're just finding out about him is just, that he's just super closed off from the world. Probably because his dad has left him for space. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah that's that's what you find out by the end of it. Yeah. But it's kind of like he's super closed off from everybody, 
and he's just become obsessed with his like career and his his job and his missions and stuff like that and you find out more of why he's like that and something that i think you needed it in the movie but it kind of bothered me a little bit it's a lot of voiceover in this it is my third note like a lot a lot yeah i was thinking about it i'm like i think you kind of need it though sometimes (laughs) all right so it's strange because there are moments where the story is being told through action or the story is being told, even if it's not through action, it's fr- it's from the, the silent moments are also telling you the story. Mm-hmm. And I like movies that do that. And this movie does do that sometimes. And then other times it oversaturates you with voiceover. So it's like you show me that you know how to tell this story without all of this extra wordiness but then the next scene it'll be like a 10 minute straight like monologue over clips of him like wrapping a bandage on his leg or something you know like yeah i think though if you didn't have them it would have been really hard to like empathize with the character later on in the movie yeah but don't you think there could have been something else to have been done there probably could have been i don't i don't have the answer to that yeah but i mean i guess there could have been i just I felt like the character is so closed off and the only person he really communicates with, honestly, is himself. Yeah, and the, the psyche valve thing. Yeah, and like the only way you're actually going to get into like his headspace is probably by hearing his thoughts. His, his, thoughts. his inner dialogue. Yeah. All right, I guess I get that, but it is something that kind of took me out of it in those moments a little bit, like when it would switch over to him just talking to himself. I'm kind of like, is that going to be this whole movie? Yeah, that's not really like something I typically like yeah because it's like it almost borders lines on like exposition that yeah that was that's kind of like my thing with it and almost in yeah i guess like with him being shut off it almost makes sense that you don't really get to know anything about like pretty much anybody else who comes in and out Mm -hmm. it just seems like every other character in this movie is just an accessory along the journey basically which which i guess is fine but i don't know there's i don't know just something fell off about it feel like there should be something else here i feel like there's i feel like i'm missing a piece that would help propel this story without all of this adr you kind of just hit on it here and this is kind of kind of going to tell you right away how i feel about the whole movie but there's like for me at least there's so much to like about this movie Mm -hmm. and so much that i really like about this movie and i can't believe for something that has so much of what i love in it i felt leaving the theater like i was cheated of some stuff right okay like, I don't that, even... that, no that's why i'm having such a hard time like quantifying my feelings in this because i'm like i gotta like take a step back every time i start to say something because i'm like ah, but i liked this thing but at the same time it's like i felt felt empty like, yeah so so many of like the moments had like a hollowness to them or just didn't i didn't feel any impact yeah. at all yeah like, there's there's moments that are supposed to be very like impactful yeah and they didn't Emotional hit me as hard as i think they wanted you to and i don't know why that is we can get more specific into some of that stuff but this movie had a lot of things in it that i really love in a movie that is even besides the point that it had brad pitt in it and it had like the space theme in it and all this amazing cinematography like there's a lot of yeah. elements to the movie that i thought were very smart very entertaining and I, I love the themes that they go into as well it's just like for me like this is the definition of a slow burn for sure oh it's slow all the way yeah though. but then i felt like in the second half like when like 
things emotionally are supposed to hit you and stuff, they weren't. And then like certain things that like you would want to pay off for, you don't really get kind of. Yeah. I didn't feel connected to Brad Pitt's character in any way. Yeah. Like, and even though we hear that inner dialogue, he's so shut off that he's shut off to the audience. And I don't, I don't know why I should care yeah. about what he's going through. Like, I don't know. Like, cause on one hand you're like, all right, he's like this, he's shut off and it's because his dad left him and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, but he's, he also is doing basically the same thing well, that's to like his one of, girlfriend. So it's like, do uh, I feel that bad I, for him? I was going to say like one of the themes I really love in the movie that's the thing. I think the movie is more of like a character study in a way than actually like, like I don't think the right. goal really so much was to make you like hit you in the feels. So maybe it's just I'm looking for things that the movie isn't really intending to do. Right. That wasn't their job. Yeah. But like one of the things I love is like the theme of like how you become your parents kind of. Yeah. Because like all of his actions of mirror his dad's actions. Yeah. The whole like lead up like at the end, like when he finally meets his dad and stuff like I really loved all of that. I thought that was probably some of the best, I guess, emotional payoff if you get it. Yeah. But it's no, kind- for sure. It- and like the line he gives when he's again talking to himself like post that where he's talking about how he like spent his whole life looking for life deep in the universe and never realized that the most important life that was there was at home the whole time. Yeah. I get that message. I, I digged on that. I'm like, okay, like I understand what they're doing. Like, you know? Yeah. It's, it's all, it's kind of almost like, uh, they're looking for aliens, but in doing so they become so obsessed with their work that they alienate themselves from humanity. Whoa. Whoa! Yeah. <laughs> but like, I thought all that stuff was really cool. I'm like, I get that. That's really awesome. Like, and it's an interesting I'm way to tell the story yeah. and use space travel for it because how much further away can you be from home? Talk about I'm going out for a pack of smokes. <laughs> yeah, really. His dad went to Neptune. <laughs> <laughs> the that scene though, like where he finally gets to his dad and he's basically just like, Did you ever think about me? And then he's yeah. just kind of like, No, not really. And there's just like you just see like one tear just like drip down, like yeah. I was like, Oh man. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Yeah. And then, like, I mean, like, there's this is a little on the nose, but, like, the part where, like, they're out in space and his dad's, like, let go. It's, yeah. like, both literally yeah. and figuratively, like, you need to let go of me. Like, yeah, it was after- very on the nose. Yeah. I was just like, okay, we get it. Yeah. And then he let, you know. They were, li- they were tethered together. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I like the way that the movie wraps up for the most part. Like, I, I wish I would have preferred to. I think the main thing is just I never got really attached to the character. Right. Because I didn't really feel a lot of emotional weight. And then even at the end, I'm like, oh, well, that's like a nice way for the movie to end. I just don't really care too much I just, for the character. I felt the landing was super soft. Like, yeah, it, it feels that way. It had no impact for me. And I love, I love the genre and I love when it doesn't just make the movie about the alien or the scientific aspect of it, but it does make it about the human element of all of this. Mm hmm. Because I feel like there's a lot of that in Arrival, and oh, especially- Arrival has a lot of it. Yeah, and especially like Annihilation too is very much about like the human, the human element of it. But the thing is that those movies really did have an impact, and same thing like Interstellar really had 
impact for me. And there was a lot of emotional weight in those movies. And there was like a lot of, uh, how you say, like gravity to what was happening. Oh, yeah. That it would hit you and it would sit heavy. This movie felt nothing. Yeah. So that's, that's the thing. I don't know if that was the intent of the movie. Like, I don't know if the director was like, and then this part is really going to wreck them. Yeah. I I mean, maybe it wasn't, but I think a lot of it is just, they wanted to like explore certain themes. Yeah. Again, a lot of it, I think, has to do with how you become your parents because a lot of his whole like journey is almost just like a retelling of his dad's story. Yeah, it really is. That's why I, I kind of believe that they were going for more of that route. than. But yeah, I felt like the whole ending was soft. Like even the, the climax when like he's supposed to be in danger, I never felt any peril. Nope. And then he just kind of gets... Even the way the movie ends, he's just like talking and then the screen went black. And I heard someone behind me go like, is it over? <laughs> it's hard to tell when you're you're watching a space movie because when it fades to black you're just like yep that looks like space <laughs> so who knows but yeah i think i had the same feeling like that ending comes and it fades and i was just like the end question mark yeah i actually thought of you when the movie ended because i heard someone like they, they said they're like this movie just makes me want to go watch interstellar yeah oh man <laughs> i talked though about something with star wars yeah. I think the Luke Skywalker Darth Vader relationship is a little similar to the relationship in this. Oh yeah. Where yeah, it's, yeah. where it's like your main character looks up to their father at the beginning of the movie and they want to be that person. And they do so much of their life to be like that person, but then when they finally meet them, they realize like they they it's almost a reflection on themselves being like, right? You I see don't your be that you person. see your own shadow. Yeah. And then you go, oh no, like that's the darkest side of me. And I know I have that in me, so I have to do everything I can to avoid that. Yeah. Because like he learns more stuff about like what his father's doing out there. Because on Earth, he's seen as a hero because the organization, because it's not NASA, it's like it's some other space organization that gave him a name. Yeah. It's, a ba- it's essentially the Space, space Force. <laughs> yeah, Space. Trump. This is what's going to happen when Space Force happens. Mm-hmm. Also, What's all this talk about antimatter? I I don't know what all the talk is about, but the antimatter experiments are, is what was causing those energy surges. Right. Well, what but is, like, what is what, antimatter? What does I that don't mean? Know. Fucking, no, well, we were talking about flux capacitors earlier. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like, that's the other thing that was weird that kind of, I couldn't grasp the tone in the beginning. Like, compl- well, no, I shouldn't say that. I understood the tone, but I was having some trouble with the world building that they were doing. Like there was some stuff that was cool that I liked that they did, like how they like pretty much colonized the moon. I love the world building in this. Really? Yeah, I love it. The only thing I didn't understand is some things were very like sci-fi-y while other things were very grounded in science. Well, I think, see, that doesn't bother me, but I have heard some people that are like, if you like sci-fi movies, for the actual science behind them, you'll hate this movie. Oh, okay. And I mean, that's not even something I'd necessarily look for in sci-fi movies. It was just something that I noticed that sometimes they are very trying to be realistic with it, and then other times they're just like, laser guns on the moon! Oh, I was going to say the laser guns, for sure, was one thing. Yeah, because like some things do seem almost like, quote, traditional like cowboy sci-fi, mm-hmm. and then other things do feel more modern sci-fi. So that was the only thing, like that distinction. I did like that just implied knowledge of, yep, we have a space station on the moon. And like, I liked the whole like comfort rooms and stuff like that. And the whole like checking your like mental stability and everything. Like that was very Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. Where he's doing the psychic valves. Like, yeah. I, 
I kept thinking about Ryan Gosling's like voiceover to that part. I'm like, oh man, I really want to watch Blade Runner right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I like though? That one, like again with the cinematography and the world building, they show like Mars and there's like an Applebee's and like shit on like, yeah. it shows like how like, it, I actually think they may make a comment on it, but Mars has become what Earth is at this yeah. point in this timeline where now it's like they've commercialized, commercialized it. it. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was super cool. I, yeah, I thought that was a cool thing too. They're like, we're gonna fly to the moon commercial so that it doesn't like raise any red flags for anybody. Yeah, I I, I, was just I like, love that too. I didn't even think about that too. Because it was just such like an offhand, like it's like, oh, we're just gonna fly to the moon commercial. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Yeah. I'm like, we can do that. And then and then he doesn't he ask for like a heat blank or like a blank or whatever, and they're like, yeah, it's gonna like, be like an extra and he like swipes his card. He's like, for yeah, it's $175 yeah. for a <laughs> for a pillow and blanket. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I really like that moon. aspect of the movie. That, honestly, though, for the first, this movie's two hours long. The first hour, I kept thinking, I'm like, this is top 10. Yeah. I, I was loving it. And then the last hour, it dragged for me pretty hard. I was actually very close to falling asleep at a few points. <laughs> That's how, yeah, dude, how I, much it was dragging for me. I feel you on that. Now, I have a question. What is it? I don't know if it's in the first hour or the second hour. I feel like it's like the end of the first hour or beginning of the second hour. What did you think about the Space Monkeys? That was kind of weird. But do you see what I mean about how some of it is like kind of kooky sci-fi while the rest of it is very grounded? Yeah. What? Yeah, they must have like, been. Why did they need that in this movie when the rest of the movie is so grounded and is just pr- strictly sticking to like humans, human relations, human interactions? your general space travel stuff like granted there is a colony on the Mar- on Mars the moon and like all of this stuff like outside of that everything else felt really grounded and like a foreseeable future and then we have a super space monkey fight yeah <laughs> it's 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 really bizarre i don't know you know why that scene was in there cuz it doesn't really play much of a role the rest of the movie nope and uh the only re- thing that i could think of after the fact was like Maybe they needed just another action set piece in this just movie. Just to spice it up a little bit. Because, yeah, like, you've got this uh, really awesome, by the way, really awesome Mars chase scene, which is one of my favorite sequences the moon. in the whole movie. Uh, did I say Mars again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's on the, on, on the moon. But you got that sequence. But then you don't really have any other, like, exciting sequence until maybe the end when the dad and the son are floating through space. And that's pretty uh, low-key, honestly. Maybe when he's on Mars and he's sneaking onto the spaceship. Yeah, maybe. That's pretty slow, though. He does it with a lot of ease. Yeah, oh, he, he gets in there no problem. And I, I guess, yeah. But then he, once he's in there and, like, yeah. the lady's face shatters against the door. That was pretty cool. That was, that was nice. <laughs> Get a little bit of blood in this movie. Yeah, but you don't really get much. So I think maybe that was something where like pace is dragging a little bit. Maybe you should put something else in. I think they could have done it better though. So where, of course we put space monkeys. Well, I was gonna say I think maybe like maybe they go to a ship and it's like one like rogue astronaut or something like that. Like or like like yeah, I, I don't know that you could have done something better. I was thinking because they mentioned that it's like oh they're like medical testing or whatever. Like I was thinking they would get in there and like everyone would be dead. But it would be like some sort of like poison or some something that happened from some sort of like biochemical that they were using on the ship. He, maybe he has to make a split decision to like close the door or whatever because like they didn't realize it's actually like eroding the fucking side of the ship or whatever. And like 
the captain's going to get sucked out into the vacuum of space or whatever. And Brad Pitt has to decide quick. He's like, do I go and save him and risk us both dying? Or because if I don't get to my dad, the whole universe will get destroyed from this antimatter machine going all haywire. Mm -hmm. So he's like, so I have to sacrifice this fucker and close this door so that I don't get sucked out into space and then have this debate. And then, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There could have been, I feel like there could have been something better. Yeah. and, And it could have provided more insight to the story. And like having that turmoil in Brad Pitt of like, I need to survive for the, to save literally the universe, but I also can't tell them that. And like, they could have played on that better than just like, Hey, where'd you go, bud? Where'd you go? Oh, there you are. How come you're not answering me? Oh, a monkey's eating your face. Yeah. (laughs) A space monkey. It's, it's weird too. One, I completely agree with what you just said. They should have done something like that, especially because a lot of the movie is like his dad, because what he believes is the best for the mission, killed his whole crew and like basically like sacrificed other people for the good of the mission. Right. And then it would have made a lot of sense more for Brad of a mirror Pitt to, to do this. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, he does it with the crew later on where basically everyone in that ship gets killed and they're innocent by yeah. him because he's just trying to get to the fuck, you know, Neptune. Right. It happens already, so maybe. What's well, funny is he doesn't kill any of them. They all end up accidentally killing themselves, themselves essentially. Basically, yeah. <laughs> or he kills the one guy who's attacking him with a knife, but yeah, every everybody else, like the girl, dies by accident, and then the co-pilot who becomes the captain, I think he died by accident or something. Oh, he died because he couldn't breathe. Yeah, because the air was. He poisoned actually tries after. to save him. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. he doesn't actively really kill anybody. Yeah, I just. Don't think Space Monkeys was the route to go. Yeah. I know they didn't they they didn't want to use aliens because a big point of the movie is that they don't find aliens. Right. But I think maybe you just use a human or something like that. Like yeah. it would have been way better. Or just literally have them all dead and have it be some other tragedy that killed them. Mm-hmm. And then that poses a threat to their lives. And yeah. and in that moment he has to make a hard decision. But I have a, a theory. Give me a theory. Possibly conspiracy theory. Oh. Tommy Lee Jones has been in quite a few alien and space related movies. Correct. We got he was in Space Cowboys. Men in Black. Three Men in Black films. Correct. So this is where my theory comes into play. Is this a shared universe with Men in Black, but an alternate universe where Kay, after because you know how in two they talk about how he was just a young kid and then he witnessed the the alien lady leaving and he was in love with her and everything. But then like he realized she was an alien and then that's how he got recruited into MIB instead of mind wiping him. Yeah. What if at that moment instead he was mind wiped. And then ever since then, as a kid, he was had this incessant urge to be like, I have this feeling deep in my soul that there is life out in the universe and I'm going to find it. Cause I know it's there. I don't know why I know it because he had his mind erased. Mm-hmm. So he joins the military he joins the Air Force, joins the Space Force, and he dedicates his life to finding <laughs> life on other planets. Okay. And it's the reason why he can detach from his family because he is actually in love with this alien that he doesn't remember, but he just has this feeling deep inside of him that's super foggy and he can't decode. And it's what drives him out into the depths of space because he and he's like, no, I know it's out there. There's no way that they're not out there. And it's because he's it's true because he's K. And his mind's been wiped, and now he's here. Boom! Shared Men in Black universe. Mind sucker. blown. I don't think it is. 
I feel like if you if you say that theory to James Gray, he'd be like, "Fuck <laughs> off, fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It makes a lot of sense to me. It I could. believe this is an alternate universe of the Men in Black. He is K, and the split is from in Men in Black Two when they talk about. I think it's like the opening scene of that movie, isn't it? It's the flashback to when she I'll leaves. To, I'll have to watch two again. It might be. I wouldn't bother. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah, I have to. No. I have to do it. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm I'm putting my foot down. I think this is shared <laughs> universe, Men in Black. It might be. You never know. You nope. never know. You it definitely never is. know. It, it actually, 100% it is. is. <laughs> Don't bother Googling it. It's fact. You heard it here first. Exclusive on the pod. <laughs> Like I said, there's a lot that I really love in this movie. I just think that the ending and really the second half of the movie is a little boring and there's not a lot of a payoff to it. Nope. Um, if you go into it and you actually are a thinker and you think about the themes and stuff, I think you're going to enjoy it a lot more than just a, like a single consumption. Let's see some alien shit. Right. Because if that's if that's what you're hoping when to go in this movie is... Yeah, but... Yeah, you're not going to like it at all. Yeah. Let's do our... Tomato, tomatoes. Tomato, the critics are saying an 83%. Okay. 83. What is it's that? Like, is that a B? B, B minus. Yeah, right in there. Okay. Right in that wheelhouse. Ooh, I like yeah. wheels. I love houses. There you go. Tomato, though, the audience, 42. Whoa. Hmm. That's bad. Yeah, that's basically, this. that's how all his movies go. Critics, they're like pretty high. They're like mid 80s, 90s. And that's then- I mean, I guess it's a tell for how I feel about this. I'll say tomato. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it's that low for in the 40s. Like I would have expected it to be like maybe if it doesn't resonate with a lot of people, it would still be in like at least the 60s. I was surprised it was that low, honestly. I don't think it's that low. Uh, do you want me to save my letter grade and we can do one, two, three, same time? Because we've been hitting them the same lately. We have been hitting them at the same. With the exception of my fanatic grade. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> but we were we were one letter grade off. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm also going tomato. Obviously, okay. 42 is way too low. Yeah. Um, and yeah, why don't we why don't we do our our tomato tomato? All right, you ready? Time. Yeah. One, two, three. B minus. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, we were close. Yeah. I had it at a B. When I left the theater, I was like, eh, that's, a B. that's a B. But when I thought about more of those things and more of the stuff we talked about, and especially like all of these side characters and their little to no necessity, yeah, I, I was just like, eh, no, that doesn't... Like, like the girl he meets on Mars, fucking pointless. It could have <laughs> literally been anything. Like, why couldn't that have been the thing that Donald Sutherland have given him or told him or he like put a bug in his ear of being like hey like look look into more of this and then he finds that information on his own or something like i don't know like her character seemed really pointless and pretty much every side character seemed really pointless yeah so just slid it down a little bit more for me i think i think the movie's intent a lot of it like i've said before is more a study on character and like yeah, human conditions it's and really stuff like just that. about him anyways Mm -hmm. this is probably like the definition from 2019 of a slow burn and the last hour i was extremely bored and and then you don't really get like a payoff like i didn't really feel much of a payoff at the end yeah it doesn't uh, stick its landing yeah and i mean there's there's a lot that i like enough for me to give it a b and it's just yeah the ending man ending bummed me out yeah i think the craft is behind it like i think there is a lot to like about this movie, mm-hmm. which is why I'm not 
failing it, obviously. So, yeah, there was there's stuff to enjoy if you know what to look for. Because I also went in really blind to this. Like, I didn't know anything about the story with the exception of Brad Pitt's in space. He's looking for his dad. Yeah. That's yeah. all I knew, too, really. Yeah. Dad Astra. Let's do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, do you want to uh, do you want to list off our our top five <laughs> sci-fi movies relating to outer space and or space life coming <laughs> to Earth released within the last ten years that is not Star Wars or Marvel? Yeah, let's get <laughs> just. Yeah. yeah, let's do it. I was I was gonna I was gonna say let's uh, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Um, let's fuck this pig. No, that's not even a word. <laughs> <laughs> let's initiate. Let's blast off. Let's uh, let's get this is it's so self indulgent. It really is. <laughs> so, but all right, just because we didn't have a game. So how about do you want to do you want to go firsticles? And I'll follow. You want me to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Yeah. Starting with five. Yep. Number five on the list, Gravity. Okay. Fuck that movie. I know you don't like it. Yeah, I'm not a I'm fan. Su- I'm surprised, like, because that movie feels like a ride. I, I know you don't like it. Yeah. But especially if you watch it on, like, a big screen and just take it in with the... It's it's pretty, like, nuts. And the visuals are undeniably amazing. See, I, I saw it when it came out on the big screen... I was bored out of my mind. Really, you didn't like you didn't even like the visuals and stuff. I might have been too high. I don't remember because I even watch it still. And you know that movie's at this point maybe five years old. Yeah, but I I watch it now and I'm still like, holy shit, man. I I will rewatch it because I've only seen it the one time in theaters. I just remember leaving the theaters and being like, son of a bitch, <laughs> what the fuck was that? And then I think the next year was Interstellar. And I had the exact opposite reaction leaving the theater. So yeah, I like for me, it's on this list for much more re- like very different reasons. I think you know if you're going on the story, I've watched that movie with other people before. And when that movie ends and she just like basically gets up on the beach and yeah, it's like I hated it's like that. super like unrealistic. People are like, really? Are you fucking kidding me? But I, the point from like I feel like that ride. It's it's a ride. It's yeah. not so much a movie. It's a ride. But I love I love that about it. Good for you. Go for it. What's what's your number five? My number five. <coughs> I love that movie. <laughs> is Sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> My number five is Pandorum. Oh, okay. You, you that, seen that? No, I haven't. It is. It's a weird movie because I don't. I wouldn't say it's necessarily great, but I I really liked it. It's very similar to Event Horizon. Okay, which is from like the late nineties. Yeah. But it's like rogue ship floating. This guy just wakes up. Like there's something that's really cool about it. It almost reminds me of, uh, well, I guess I should say the game Dead Space really reminds me of Pandorum because it's like the same thing. It's like this dude just wakes up on this ship and is just like, um, there's supposed to be like thousands of people on the ship. Why am I alone? What the fuck is happening? Is it, what is it? Is it like a horror movie? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's yeah, it's it's really cool. It's not, you know, it's not like the most highbrow of movies, but it, it's not like campy or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, it's just a really cool movie. That I sounds really like, like something it. I actually like. Maybe I won't watch a 2019 movie. Maybe I'll check that out because that does sound cool. Yeah, I'll let you borrow it. Oh, you want it? Yeah, yeah I have that. It. I'll it, give it it's back one to of like year. the earliest. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're not that far from next year, but it's one of the <laughs> earliest Blu-rays I ever bought. Oh, cool. Yeah. What year did it come out? 2009. It just, just made, made our it? list. Oh, yeah, that's that's why I, when I was writing it down, I was like, oh, thank God. Okay. Well, the same thing happened with me with my four. 2009, District Nine. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. I only saw that movie once. I watched a bootleg DVD of it. Oh no! Yeah, that sucks. So I don't remember a lot of it. Yeah, no, I love District Nine. That's Peter Jackson, actually. Yeah, I I love that movie. It's also really cool. A lot of that is um, that's a lot of social commentary in that movie. Yeah, there is a lot. And then I love the visuals, the world building. That's really cool. The design of those aliens, I love. Look like cockroaches. Yeah. And uh, I like that a lot of the lines in that movie were improv. Oh, really? And, I didn't know that. Yeah. And also, I'm like, I have to think about it, but alien guns in that movie, man. Yeah. Fucking awesome in that movie. So okay. cool. So that's, that's my, another one I got to revisit. I really like that one. What's your number four? My number four, sticking on the peas, Pandorum, Prometheus. Okay. I really liked that movie when it came out. I went to the drive in, saw it. And this is when I was still living in the city. I came up and I went to the drive-in, saw it, and uh, I had no idea. I knew it was Ridley Scott. Mm-hmm. I had no idea it was supposed to be connected to the Alien movies. Yeah. So then when I got to the end, I was just like, what? <laughs> when like, you saw the Alien? Yeah, I was like, this is an Alien movie? <laughs> yeah. But the the concept behind that movie I really enjoy because mm-hmm. it's basically the idea of just like, yeah, we were made by aliens. Like we're basically like a petri dish yeah. for aliens. Mm-hmm. And uh I just I like looking at the universe like that. I just think that's cool. Yeah. I honestly that was close to being on here cuz I really like that one also. Yeah. My number 3, Moon. Okay, Moon's a really good one. I like Moon. I, I just saw that this year cuz it's on Netflix now. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's another one that's super isolated similar to Pandorum. Really really isolated. That's basically just um, yeah, just him just sam rockwell yeah yeah and he's uh, amazing yeah that movie though like i remember watching it the first time being kind of like it's there's like a feeling out process watching it and then yeah. once he finds himself yeah i was like what the like this is a i'm into this and then i actually i told john about this movie and i and it was funny i was like you ever see moon he's like no what is that i'm like Sam Rockwell, Kevin Spacey's in it. He's like, I'm not gonna watch. I hate Kevin Spacey. I'm like, yeah, fair, m- but fair. <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, but it, you know, here's the plot. And I'm like, so this is it. And then he gets into a car accident, goes back to the site, finds his body in there. And John was like, don't say anymore. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> he's okay. like, I'm all about it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's trippy. It's really cool. Yeah, I it was on my list until I remembered Pandorum mm-hmm. and. I would say Moon is a better movie. Okay. But I like kind of the genre Pandorum falls under, and I didn't have like a lot of like horror sci-fi on here, which I do really love that. You want to mix it I, up? I know you do too. Yeah. Kind of wanted to mix it up, and I have enough of these like heady sci-fi movies on my list to sound like a total douchebag, so I didn't need it. <laughs> <laughs> What's your three? My number three is Annihilation. Oh, see, that, that's another good one. I really like that movie. Another very heady movie that movie ended and i had to watch it again not because i didn't understand but because i was just way into it annihilation honestly i want to read the book series because it's like three books you could you could probably swap gravity and annihilation on any day 
That yeah. could flip flop. They're so close. But yeah, there are three books I've heard they're nothing alike though. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because the ideas in the books are so like heavy and abstract that they didn't translate to cinema. Yeah. So they had to change things. But I still think because I read the basic idea of what each book is, and I think I would really love the books. Mm-hmm. The uh that the score in that movie. Oh, it's insane. It's, it's so good. I think the score in that movie is one of the most unsettling, unsettling yeah. scores in a movie. Like Megan I could hates have, it. I could have nightmares just about the music. Just the sound. The sound. Like, yeah. It's oh. when that thing moved, because I watched it oh, with Megan. I'm, I'm getting chills. It's yeah. so bad. Like because it's like silence and like at first I was like, is that the thing that the sound that the thing makes? And then I'm like, no, that's the that's the like the music, the undertone to it. I'm like, this is fucking creepy. Yeah. It is weird. It is unsettling. It's disturbing as fuck. I watched it with Megan and she hates it. Yeah. She doesn't like hate the movie. She hates that sound. Like it like it would happen and she would literally like shake. Yeah. She'd be like, oh fuck. Like the, I the don't first, like that. Because it cause it's still and then when it takes that first step, oh yeah, and it makes that noise, I, it's nightmare inducing. It really it's, is. And then yeah, dude, uh, I had to watch. I had to watch like a cartoon or something. I'm like, let me put on like fucking Bob's Burgers or something after watching that because I cannot go to sleep right now. There's a few scenes in that movie that'll like fuck you up big time. Like I also, oh, I always the bear bear scene is creepy as fuck too. Yeah, and it's yeah. screaming like the woman, woman did. Oh. <laughs> That movie is fucked up. Yeah. Love it. That's a, I mean, we talked about Ex Machina earlier. That's, yeah. That's a Ex Machina. Yeah, yeah, that's right. right. My number two, by the way, I'm really happy you picked that. Thank you. Yeah. My number two is Interstellar. Wow. All right. Yeah. Very cool. I mean, that movie's amazing. Yeah. Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan. And then, I mean, the cinematography. I love yeah. that all of that is like based on like real science and stuff like that. Yeah, I think I know. all. All of that is super awesome. I I like that because honestly, like space, I find fascinating. Yeah, the whole concept of time and how it works is like just there's yeah, there's so much. That's one of those movies. Like we're talking about movies that make you think. Like that's one of those movies that'll make you think for a lifetime. Yeah, honestly, the and it's it's really interesting because that movie walks a fine line between um, physics quantum physics and theoretical physics and blends them and because basically the the big thing at the end is that people get like kind of upset about like oh so he he, like finds this like galactic bookcase (laughs) what is that and they explain it in the movie is they're seeing time in the third dimension or i think something something like that what i think is really happening is that's supposed to be like the fourth dimension or maybe that's what they, how they explain it. Basically they explain it as like time has taken a physical construct to mm-hmm. us, which is all well and good. I think that's the only part where like the sci- science of it kind of goes away and it just becomes fiction because they're essentially playing with, you know, what if well, they're playing with like dimensions and stuff like that. Right. Well, that's the thing is like he basically finds the fourth dimension which humans are three dimension have three dimensional brains. I don't mean like literally, but in the way that they operate, it's literally impossible for us to fathom what the fourth dimension is. 
Like it's literally impossible because we have three dimensional minds. We can only think within three dimensions. Mm -hmm. So it's literally impossible to find for us to quote unquote discover the fourth dimension unless we evolve. But I've also been listening to a lot of Neil deGrasse Tyson lately. I actually (laughs) wanted to, that's one of the notes I have in the middle of this movie of Ad Astra. I was just like, I wonder what Neil deGrasse Tyson has said about this movie because he does like, Sometimes like he sees like all these sci-fi movies and then sometimes he'll tweet and he'll be like, Oh, here's, here's like an interesting fact about science that actually relates to this movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, cause he, he said stuff about interstellar and how like great and accurate it was and how amazing that is. Yeah. Um, but he's also like called out other movies and be like, he'd be like, okay, this is actually like not possible or whatever. He actually talked about last Jedi and how like that's super inaccurate. Like the, uh, What's it? Not the not the Death Star. What do they call the new one? Star Destroyer? No, the I mean the big it, planet that is. Yeah, isn't Star Base? Star, some, yeah, some Star Killer or something Star like Killer that. Star Killer Base, I think. Yeah, yeah something like is, that. Yeah. But he's he's talking about it, and people are just like, "Oh, leave it alone, leave it alone. Like, don't pit, poke holes through it. It's just fun or whatever." Yeah. He's like, he's like, I'm not saying it's unrealistic that it could happen. He's like, what I'm saying is it absorbs the power of a sun to give it enough power to destroy five to seven planets. When in reality, it would be able to destroy 500 planets. <laughs> if you absorb the power from a sun, it would, it would shatter a galaxy. <laughs> He's like, so all I'm saying is they actually nerfed the power of their own station. They could have made it literally a hundred <laughs> times more devastating. So I like that he takes that stance on it. He's like, I'm not giving it a hard time because it could never happen. I'm saying you could have made it crazier. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's funny. But my number two, Mm -hmm. Arrival. Nice. Love that movie. Yeah, it's awesome. So So good. good. I I mean, I love Denis Villeneuve. Yeah. We can. I'll just segue into it. That's my number one. Oh, is it? My number one is Arrival. It's so good. Yeah. And that's a movie that really turns the genre on its head because it's not something you see a lot. Like, I tell so many people all the time. I'm like, I'm like, what kind of movies do you like? Like, do you like sciencey movies or like? I hear people all the time like, yeah, I really like like sci-fi or something like that. Or like, right. I like movies that make me think and stuff. I'm like, you want to see like a different sci-fi movie? Watch this because it's not like aliens come to Earth, but it's not like it's not an attack. It's, it's like honestly, it's like one of the few movies where the aliens come and it's it's about like learning about them and not the way where it's like we're gonna lock them in a test tube and fucking stuff you know like right it's i love that we have to play on their turf yeah i love that the whole movie is it's almost just like a like linguist movie yeah (laughs) like it's really just about language and stuff like that it's 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 fucking cool man i dude just yeah like that concept because and that's how i tell everybody i'm like it's an it's not an invasion. Yeah. It's aliens come to Earth, but the, it's not like a like a Mars attack situation or Independence Day or anything like that. They just find us and they're like, "Hey, we could use your help." And then they literally just spend the the whole movie being like, "How do we translate their language?" Like they yeah. are trying to communicate to us and like that's it's so thing. cool. I've I've talked to Brianna about it and she's like, "I think aliens exist, but I don't think they exist in the way that like movies portray them where they come to earth and they want to blow us up. Like they might come and they might look very similar to us and they like, they like want to help us or something. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And like arrival, they come to earth with a message to help us. You also like talking about like emotional impacts, like the ending, like really hits you. Oh, you dude, realize what's it's going fucked on. up. Yeah. I, I love it. 
It's, yeah. it's real deep and real powerful. Yeah. I, I It's so, so good. Yeah. I know what your number one is. You want to say it? I want you to say it. It's Interstellar. Fucking A it is. <laughs> yeah. Love that movie. So yeah, I mean, I kind of had a feel. I was a little bit surprised. I thought Interstellar was going to be your number one too. No, I, I, I mean, I know we both love both of those movies a lot. They're honestly tied for me. Yeah. Because they both have huge emotional impact and like weight, but... Man, when I saw Interstellar in theaters, I know you've told me before. I I went there with my buddy and when we left the theater, like you know, usually you leave the theater and you talk about the movie, you're like, "Oh man, this is my favorite part. This was so crazy. Like, what'd you think about this?" We didn't talk to each other for <laughs> a hot minute. We we made it all the way out of the theater onto the block, walking to the subway, and the only thing we had said to each other is we looked at each other and went, "Whoa." <laughs> Like fucking whoa, and then I I had I saw it again like the next week, and I because I was just like, have you seen Interstellar? You haven't? Let's go! Mm-hmm. Like let's fucking go! I want to watch it again. I think so, I think there's that. I think there's some movies where you watch them and then like maybe when you watch them immediately they're not like hitting you, but then like that night and then all throughout like the week afterwards you, you Keep cannot you just about it. all you can do is think about it. And you're like I need to, I need to see it again. Yeah, so that's that's one of those. It makes the Interstellar makes you think for. For, like I said, forever. It it can I can see that movie reconstructing somebody's beliefs of the meaning of life and like the universe because <laughs> it because I mean it really does does make you think and there are a lot of questions that it poses that it leaves unanswered which I love. Mm-hmm. This movie is a fucking Rubik's cube and it basically takes this totally jumbled cube, solves two sides for you. And then throws you the rest of the cube and go like, you figure out the other four. You're like, what? I don't know. I don't know how this thing works. Something to do with an algorithm or whatever? I don't know. Unrelated, but that movie is one of the best movies you could buy in 4K. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. I believe it because it's fucking amazing looking. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, fucking cool. I'm always happy to talk about sci-fi. Yeah. More specifically like these, these heady space movies. Yeah, I almost kind of want to put Annihilation in for Gravity, but I'm going to keep it the way it is. Yeah, keep it as is. It's too late. Also, these lists matter zero. Yeah, not at all. Less than zero. I guess not necessarily in the vein of lists, but I think we're talking about possibly doing like uh, audience submissions for categories for the duties because we want to kind of do like superlative things. Yeah, most likely to eat shit at the Oscars. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like walking up the stage and falling or like yeah okay it's <laughs> the most most likely to bust their lip but yeah no i think i think uh you know talking of lists and stuff we're looking to do some stuff like that for the duties and maybe not even so much that like we've been talking about doing like throwback reviews with like brackets and stuff so yeah keep we- a lookout on the instagram and stuff like that give us a follow because we're gonna be posting more stuff like that yeah we're running out of movies to review on the podcast so we need you to tell us what to do <laughs> We, we literally don't know what we're doing next week. Yeah, as we, of today, we've hit like a little bit of a dry spell right now. So, oh, huge dry spell. I was saying to Megan earlier today. I'm like, we went from being able to record literally three episodes at a time. You remember that? Yeah, there was a few nights we we beasted out three. We just knock out three episodes, and we, there were so many movies coming out that we could do two episodes a week, and we still weren't doing every movie that was out. And we were comfortable during the too. summer. It cram. was like it was like we would do like release two uh a week during the summer yeah and we would still have like two like backlogged like i never felt during that no, whole there's summer, no no rush yeah i never felt like we were like oh shit we really need to get this done like right now we're like 
we're we need we, to get this done, then edit two, it right away and record yeah, again like a few days later. Yeah, two weeks in a row we recorded on a Sunday so that we could release on a Wednesday. Yeah. That is stressful. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta stop. And right as of right now, we have no idea what next week's episode is. So we'll probably record on a Sunday again. Yeah, I feel like we're probably gonna do Rambo. <laughs> yeah. At least once Joker hits, like that's kind of opening the floodgates because October has quite a few movies that we want to talk about. Yeah. So we're actually get to a point late October, early November, where there's too many movies that we're going to be missing some big ones. Yeah. Early buzz on The Irishman. You saw that? Yeah. Headline was that it is Scorsese's best. Oh, God. That's uh, that's a high bar to cross. (laughs) That is. I saw that. I was like, huh. (laughs) We'll see. Yeah. Well, that'll that one will probably be an episode. But until then, you guys know, check out our website, two dudes, movie reviews dot com. Leave us five-star reviews on Apple. Find us wherever you listen to fucking pods, you stupid swampies. We're ending that contest soon, so get your review in on iTunes. Give us a five-star review on iTunes, and you get entered into a contest to win some free swag. So do that. Help us out. Get that swag bag, ho. (laughs) And until then, suck it, losers.